Bro, this is like a, this is like our inaugural, a double inaugural. This is our inaugural uh, recording of an episode because we're recording this and posting this on uh, on YouTube, our YouTube channel. Mm. But then also, also, this is our our first uh, shoddy shoddy uh, podcast because this is going to be thirty minutes or less, right? Yeah, we'll keep it pithy. How do you? What is that? What is the? How do you spell sh- 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 shoddy? Yeah. Are we talking about like like your girl? Like, what's up, shoddy? No, I'm talking about it's like shoddy. Like this is a pile of shit podcast. Oh, I believe that's S H O D D Y. Oh, that actually, actually I think it's right. right. I think it's right. Yeah. yeah. Shot. Sh- I was shoddy. thinking shot. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Well, anyway, it's a uh, short podcast. This, yeah, this is a short podcast. We're going to call Shoddy. That'll be our kind of like uh, our different segments and whatnot. Mm. And then our next one that we got coming up is a uh, Villains to Victory uh, later on this month. So, but yeah, this is uh, this is our studio. So, aka my basement. So, mm. um, until we what start making money. And can afford better accommodation. Although I, I don't know, I like it's nice and cozy no, in it, here. It's great. It's just like I'm just sort of like over your shoulder. I don't know how that yeah. looks. Well, to... it's like uh, so. Part of this, part of this is we uh, the. I mean, <laughs> well, this is uh, if you, in the background. There's like Christmas presents because this is the only place I can hide them from my uh, for my little ones, and so. Um, yeah, for the time being, that's kind of what it's going to have to be for right now. But I think we'll just re rejigger this this setup and probably I don't know how else to redo it though. Yeah, but I don't know monitors and all the rest of it. You know, folks, it's just yeah. what it is. Whatever five or six people watch this bad boy can maybe uh, give us suggestions. Yeah, but in any <laughs> event, though, this is the first time you've seen our ugly mugs in yeah. real life. So in action, enjoy, yeah. enjoy for sure. So, uh, yeah, 30 minutes or less, Jeff, what are we talking about today? Holidays and anniversaries and the problems that those got, co- well, not always universally problems, but just in general, like the problems they cause our clients and yeah. what to look out for. Yeah, this is, uh, so, th- so we typically run a group that's on this topic, uh, usually, close to every kind of major holiday and we have a major holiday coming up right now which it's 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 what hanukkah hanukkah of course like we wouldn't forget about hanukkah i was gonna there's some obscure holiday somewhere around christmas isn't there uh uh hanukkah's not obscure yeah no what what, what, no yeah uh boxing day boxing day yeah what what is that is that that's canadian yeah canadian and it's got nothing to do with boxing i don't think yeah, it's like, but it have, does it have to do with boxes, though? I think so. <laughs> so it doesn't have to do with boxes or uh, boxing. It just has to do with boxes. To be uh, fair, this is not our area of expertise. But <laughs> Yeah, shit. that's obviously, yeah, we're not Canadian experts or, or experts of uh, practically anything. Not much. Matter. So, um, okay, well... Uh, I get so I guess when we talk about this, and this is this is a uh, this is a session that's definitely or uh, not a session. This is a topic that's definitely geared towards clients. Mm. But I think there's anybody listening to this can benefit from from this conversation, kind of looking into it. Um, when we run a group that is focused on this session, our goals is to help them understand that there is a lot of added stress during the holidays. And that added stress, as we've talked about in previous podcasts, uh, increases the risk of relapse. And then the other goal is to kind of help them assess through the conversation, uh, I guess, their own personal levels of of holiday stress and 
then identify ways to alleviate it. Because I, I don't know from your experience, man, w- what's been like a differentiating factor for why the holidays, you know, and when we say holidays, obviously I tend to think that that's, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, that's kind of the holidays. It was people say, I just got to get through the holidays or, or whatever it is. That's kind of what they're referring to. But, um, I don't know, like why, why is it that there's just added stress during the holidays? What do you think? Well, we've got like the, well, it's like a two pronged thing. There's stress and you know, the like expectations sometimes like a family coming into town. A lot of people have problems around the holiday, but also kind of the, the sneaky one is that people oftentimes when they're in like in a joyous type mood and feel really good, like in a celebratory mood, they, they relax some of the standards that kept them on the right track. And so it, it's like a combination of the, the drama that comes with holidays and, you know, and, and sometimes each holiday has its own specific set of issues like, like Christmas, you know, a lot of times family drama around with that, uh, financial spending, but then there's like a, like, uh, independence day. It's completely different. Uh, you know, and there's like specifically for the dudes that have a sex offense, that is a minefield of potential violations around Independence Day. But it's, it's entirely different than the minefield that Christmas poses. Yeah, so so it's kind of almost a double-edged sword at that point as far as what I'm getting. Because you're saying that uh, there's, there's the stress of maybe, um, you know, the financial strain of the holiday, um, maybe wanting to get, you know, kind of keep in line or, or, or maybe it's just time that, you know, people just want to feel happier or whatever and, and maybe get people gifts for that matter. Right. Um, but then also on top of that, you're saying that because of maybe some of the, the happiness that comes along with this and, and maybe I'll, you know, like, uh, the, the time off that, that people tend to let their guard down. Is that kind of what you're saying? Like time off from work? Yeah. Yeah. I think time off from everything. I it's mean, like a disruption to their schedule, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, that was one thing. Uh, I was I was sitting in another uh, training today with uh, University of Cincinnati. Shout out to UCCI, Jamie Newsom and Eric Willoughby. Love you guys. We have hung out with them a lot. I know. Yeah, I've got another three. <laughs> Poor them, though. I <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, they they opened up a question, and uh, you know, kind of how you do icebreakers at the beginning of, of really any training or whatever. Sure. And and their question was, um, what you, you know, who you are, what you do, and all the rest of that. But then also like. What what are you going to be doing for the holidays? And I mean, looking back on it, I'm surprised about the number of people who were just saying, you know, I'm just looking for some time off so I can like, you know, relax and, and chill out and mm. stuff. But I think that, uh, you know, there's kind of a weird, uh, a lot of our clients that they're dealing with this substance use too. I think substance use is even, you have to be even more on guard for this is when you fall into complacency, which is not the same thing as obviously taking a break and, and deserving a break. Um, but I, I think sometimes our minds get into that mode, um, that I have a break, I have time off and, and I can just kind of cut loose and kick back and, and just not worry about a lot of things. But I don't know how does that how does that in, increase the risk for relapse back into a behavior that we're trying to avoid? Well, I I think that 
it's almost like sanctioned that you have a drink and, and loosen up, you know? Like it, you better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Be, generous, uh, um, sexually generous. Yeah, sexually generous individuals. There yeah. we go. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, they're encouraged to, to drink. I mean, like, well, like, think about New Year's, you know? I mean, like, I, I think a lot of people wouldn't want to be the odd man out, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the, the one person not drinking. And, yeah, so it's like the, the the fact you know, kick back, relax, you know, unwind, uh, maybe you know, time off work, maybe eating foods that you wouldn't normally eat. So you're kind of already in this uh, let loose type mindset, and yeah, get you know, substance use is gonna go up. And you know, that's the thing too is there's there's uh, risky situations or or things that could be you know not the healthiest decisions for well anybody like listening to this podcast but for clients in particular they have like their own set of rules they have to go by so they have the stuff that they probably shouldn't be doing anyway like you know getting drunk and high um you know but then there's family coming into town and for the listeners we have you know, for the for the guy for the clients of ours that have a sex offense, there's a lot of rules structured around the holiday, and there's a lot of hoops that these dudes have to jump through in in order to be able to be around their family, if at all. And uh, so, I mean, I don't know if that answers what you were asking with how uh, you know substance use and you know some of the other problems, vices that come along, but also the the appointed risk factors. Yeah, well, I think I guess what I'm hearing there is there, there's at least one layer there that we can look at and say. I mean, it, it, part of it is that, that they're going to be around people they're not normally around, and the routine is interrupted. Yeah, and the interruption of that routine, then I mean, you know, one one thing that we teach is you know I'm going to stick to this routine, and. Um, we, we kind of develop a pretty safe routine for our clients to, to engage in on a <clears throat> on a daily basis. And then any disruption in that, you know, we can cope. But again, like you're saying, there's kind of an expected disruption. And people who I otherwise normally would not be spending time with, now I am going to be spending time with because it's it's the holidays after all. Mm-hmm. And I think there might be some mental gymnastics that go, that go into this kind of with people tricking themselves into thinking, well, you know, it's just the holidays and... Um, and I could be around this person for this amount of time or, or I can, you know, have just this one drink and after all, it's just one. And, and these, these are, are exactly the type of thinking of risky thinking we're telling them to avoid. Now, outside of the holidays, it's, it's really simple to, to avoid those. I mean, they're obvious. I mean, the the clients that we work with, they're not dumb. You know, the, the people are incredibly smart. Um, it, it's just the, the thinking part of their brain isn't operating at full capacity, and that's what we do. Well, once that's that's put into place, it does. it's pretty efficient once the client has everything in, in action. But I think the holidays somehow just act as a buffer that, that all of a sudden all bets are off. Yeah, it's like time out. Right, and then I can start doing this. And, and what I would say to that is I think, I think that that should prompt you to be more on guard. I mean, during the holidays, like your, your relapse prevention planning, 
um, or risk management planning for that matter, should be amped up. I mean, if, if anything, my, my advice to people would be is if you have something in place, this is the time to really buckle down because there are a lot of oddities and dynamics that you just can't account for um, that you're going to have to prepare for. And, and unfortunately, um, you know, that that's just the nature of the beast when it comes to the holidays. Yeah, it's uh, like sometimes, I, do you ever have to like, catch yourself maybe giving yourself permission to slack off on some things oh yeah you know like are you talking about during like christmas time yeah or something? oh yeah 100 yeah, uh-huh. yeah um and things that i you know like sometimes i look at time that i have off and i'm thinking oh wow i can get caught up on this assessment or or this project or something like that you know because I'm, I'm i get pretty motivated but then but then i'm i mean i just get into a movie or yep. <laughs> i start I mean, anything, and then, you know, I'm like, and then I'll I do it tomorrow. It. Right, yeah, 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 I'll do it tomorrow. And then before I know it, I'm back to work, and I accomplish nothing, you know, and the time goes by so fast. Yeah. So, uh, for sure, I'm, I'm completely susceptible to that. It's not just, I don't think this has anything to do, uh, it's limited only to, you know, people who have a substance use disorder or who have committed a sex offense or who are otherwise involved in the criminal justice system. I think that... Uh, this is everybody. Now, I mean, to some degree, though, the pushback might be like, well, don't I deserve a break? Uh, so, I mean, the the answer can be yes to that without necessarily saying, go, you know, just go get lit or something. You know, like there there's a way to celebrate while still staying on the right side of the prison bars, you know. And so, I mean, and, and that's going to look different for every single person. But like... And, and I guess we could really drill down on do I deserve a break or I deserve a break, you know, in terms of what we deserve or don't deserve. But kind of the the general sentiment of it, yeah, you do deserve a break. You know, we if if you've been working hard and you feel like you've been grinding and you know you have family coming into town and you know maybe some time off work, like great, fantastic, have at it. It's just uh, I, I guess one thing, and we we can maybe circle back around to some of the other issues that come up, but I I think that. If you can be really honest with yourself and realize where you're most prone to slack off or become complacent or, you know, let something slide, or if you catch yourself giving yourself permission to, you know, uh, go, go, you know, if, if you're like a client and, you know, your family's coming into town and you haven't yet worked your way through the program to the point that you're allowed to be under be around people under the age of 18 and you know damn well you're going to be safe and you probably are, like I... The, more than likely, you're, you know, you're you're not gonna do anything with your family. However, doesn't matter, you know, doesn't matter what you're gonna do or not do. The the rules are pretty black and white, and so that's where it gets really tricky with catching yourself, giving yourself permission. So if you if you hear yourself doing some of that, and you you catch yourself, you know, you're slacking off on some of your goals or allowing yourself to violate different rules of probation probably one of the best things you could do is again identify it and then the if you have people in your life that you lean on for support or that know your situation and and are the type of people committed to help you you need to really lean on them ask them if they can help you i would say you know when you know on christmas when you know you're you're sitting around the table it's christmas dinner and you know you have an alcohol clause you're not allowed to drink alcohol but you know you're your uh, brother-in-law breaks out a nice bottle of Cabernet or something, and it feels weird to turn it down because everyone's 
you know, pouring themselves a glass and toasting, and you've got to be the weird dude with your uh, sippy cup or whatever. Like that. If if you've why does it have to be a sippy cup? Well, I don't know. I figured what would a weird dude drink out of? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess it could be just a, a standard glass, I suppose. But sippy cup sounds better. The if if you can if you can lean on your your brother or your your mom or your sister or whatever to run interference for you because uh, you've told them ahead of time like hey look I, I know that I'm gonna be tempted to have a glass of wine can you can you uh, run some interference or just sort of help me avoid it you're gonna be way better off but you got to have that conversation ahead of time so what what do you tell folks well, I, I mean I think you bring up a good point in that God my face is super close to this camera huh yeah mine's way back here that's all right though Jeez. man wipe your forehead bro no it's all good I'm more looking at my hair I look good okay. <laughs> uh, um uh, you know, I I just it's kind of fascinating when I think about um, like uh, uh, peer pressure. I mean, peer pressure. It's so funny because it's not, it's almost not got nothing to do with what other people are doing to me. It's it's like what I'm thinking about myself in the situation. So I mean, and I've seen this a lot of times. Like even even my uh, a lot of my substance use clients, they'll tell me that. That their friends and family don't pressure them into this, you know. It, it, they, in fact, if they say, mm. you know, like I'm being good or or whatever, and they'll 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 even you know prompt them to avoid that. But then when I'm spending time with this, I don't want to feel like the odd man out. And so peer pressure, I think, it, it, uh, we like to think of it as like, you know, some some dude in an alley. You know, hey, like, buddy, you want to try this bad. drug? You yeah, know, it, it, like that. And that's just not that's just not the case. I mean, I know that's all the public service for service announcements from the 1990s that we all saw, but but unfortunately, that's just not the case. I think it's more so that everybody's caught up in the moment and they're all doing things. And I mean, for for all good reasons that you know people are just saying, I, I you know I don't I don't want to feel like I'm the odd man out. I don't want to be the one to feel like. I, I did something wrong here. And so that's, or, or I'm looking weird here. And so that's when we kind of give it to ourselves and, and we kind of give into this. And so I, I say that, that, you know, that you can prepare for that. If I can predict that that's going to happen, prediction gives me a measure of control. And when I can control for that, then that I can kind of make a plan around that. That's kind of what I talk to my clients about, at least in the presence of other people. But the other thing is, I think that we need to take into consideration is like, that there are emotional problems that come along with this, right? So there's um, a mix of emotions, but a lot of times this is, I mean, and you can't escape it. Like, it's not like you can just walk down the street and not see Christmas lights and every commercial is about Christmas. And uh, I mean, you know, and miracles and Netflix is just saturated with Christmas stuff, right? <laughs> you just, you just can't avoid it. Right. So I think, this this works equally well with when we when we know a client is running into an emotionally charged situation that they're likely to be triggered internally they can prepare for that and the holidays unfortunately is just a big emotional trigger right and and those are times that they look for and they've they've actually done some some pretty decent research on this um, that I was going to kind of share on this so this was a uh, this right here is uh, from PubMed.com. And the article was written by uh, Dr. Jonathan, was that, Hemelhock? Yeah. Holiday Depression, Both Fact and Fiction. And so one of the things that, that this says is the holidays are socially complex and demanding. 
but do they trigger holiday depression as is commonly believed? And it says almost every psychological theory predicts it, but there are a few objective find- findings to support the notion. So, huh. I mean, if it's not depression, what what exactly? I mean, obviously we're going to get there, but, you know. Um, Expectations. Right, yeah. So, I mean, what do you think is causing some of this stuff? I, I, I think there's a lot of, so there's this, well, expectation that you know Christmas, for instance, is a is a you know it's a joyous time, family, friends, you know, and uh, mixed in with the nostalgia of just how much ass Christmas Christmas kicks when you're a kid, and the very often uh, things just don't live up to what you have in your head, and yeah, so maybe so maybe I guess. I might need some help interpreting what you just read from that that study. So it's not Christmas in and of itself that creates or you know it drives a depression. It's maybe the expectations that that come along with it. Um, is that is that am I understanding that right? Yeah, I think so. I think so. That you're you're um, you know this is this is a time that you have an expectation that's coming into this and. Um, you so based on that expectation, good or bad, I, I think it's setting you up for, um, you know, it, it to not be good. So, like for example, like if if I have very fond memories of this and everything was, you know, going really well as far as my Christmas goes, well, y- you know, then when it doesn't go well, uh, I'm going to be disappointed, right? And I'm going to chalk this up to something as as having gone wrong. Whereas the same thing kind of applies to. What if Christmas has historically been disappointing to me? Mm. Am I not setting the stage for me just to be disappointed without, I mean, that actually being the case? And again, this is no different than other high-risk situations that we bring up to our to our, our clients in a lot of cases. You know, like the, 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 these are situations that it kind of almost becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy, which, I mean, I hate that cliche, but... It, it nevertheless applies to what kind of what we're talking about here that we really need to watch our expectations about Christmas and really what this is because I mean it's just like I don't know in a lot of ways it's it's kind of like your birthday I mean what's the significance of your birthday after <laughs> you're what 21 like what, what's the significance <laughs> yeah, that's another year you, right you lived another congratulations you're not dead I mean I don't I don't yeah. know what else to say to people after that but it's almost like uh uh, one of our therapists uh, was mentioning, Nita was mentioning that on Wednesday uh, before Thanksgiving, her clients were giving her crap. They're like, oh, what? We got to have group. And I'm like, since when is Thanksgiving Eve a holiday? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like you are going to make these days whatever you want to make them. And the significance that's associated with them, I mean, you you have a little bit of control over that. Christmas is just one of those that's just so hard to get get away from. You know what I mean? It's just so in your face to kind of get away from those things. So, I mean, I don't know. What might be some coping mechanisms that our clients can utilize to kind of offset some of that? Booze. Porn. (laughs) Yeah, booze and porn. Thanks, folks. Good night. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, earlier you were talking about how people's routine kind of gets dashed and, and they, you know, they, they let their guard down with things. And I mean, I, I would say just, you know, pushing back against that there, I don't think there, there necessarily has to be a separate set of copings. It has, it, it's just a matter of using the ones that you, that you already have in your, you know, that in your repertoire, the, I don't know, like 
I catch myself giving myself permission to to you know skip a day at the gym or not not push myself as hard. I I'll even catch myself wanting to leave work a little early. You know, okay, I've got you know I've I've got to fix you know finish this project, but I kind of want to go home and lay on the couch and watch a Christmas movie. And it's just a matter of recognizing that and not letting yourself fall into that weakness. Yeah. So I mean, if anything, I guess you could say. You're, and I, I've never discouraged clients from downtime. I think downtime is important. I think it's healthy. I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with it. I think where where we start to get ourselves in trouble is um, when when the downtime is um, unstructured. Well, we, we we don't make plans for it, right? Good, yep. So I mean, like you can have downtime, and who's to say that you're not gonna? Um, I don't know, binge on watching Fargo or something, you know, awesome show, by the way. Uh, Fine. Awesome. And you plan for that. I mean, tell me where the risk lies in binging Fargo. I mean, well, there's not much. I mean, I'm entertained. Entertainment's good. I mean, I'm not exposing myself to triggers per se. I mean, you know, depending on the content, I might be okay with it, but I think that's, that that's just fine. But having unstructured downtime and kind of impulsively responding to things, that's, I think where our clients find themselves in trouble. And so a couple things I think you could do is, you know, that's going to happen. So take extra time to plan, like be, be aware of having the schedule, a schedule that you put out in place for the next five days or so is really important and do your best to stick to that schedule. And the other thing is I think to recognize is that during this time, there's additional 12 step and mutual help meetings for a reason, because, you know, people who are dealing with the, this problem also know that unstructured downtime can get people away from their, you know, routines that are keeping them away from risk and attend those. I mean, if you need to attend a few extra groups or something like that, that ought to be something that you do. But the holiday should not be synonymous with I'm just going to, you know, not follow my relapse prevention planning. This is something that you know, more than ever, you need to kind of pay attention to it. Dude, you, you, you said something that caught my attention. I, like you, you were talking about unstructured downtime and you said basically the reason that unstructured downtime is a problem is you're like, you're, you're sort of reacting to whatever your impulses are. That's, I, 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 I that's exactly right. That's exactly what it is. There's, so like like video games for for some reason people in our field are super anti video game they feel like it's you know not especially like if you if like teenage clients and I, I don't I don't get it I don't I, I think that if you've planned ahead and you know you know like okay I've got I've got X Y and Z to do tonight but I want to play Call of Duty for an hour like okay great stick to it but it's it's when you just sort of have an entire day in front of you, no real plan, just sort of listlessly react to whatever, you know, your, your body, your, you know, your stomach's growling. So you door dash and then just watch whatever, like just, just sort of that, like you're, you're way more likely to, uh, not have your guard up. You're not going to be as vigilant and, um, much more likely to, well, do, I guess do whatever, whatever your vice is when you, cause you're, cause you're, yeah, without structure, you're reacting to your impulses. Right. But the same people in our industry, if you told them, okay, well, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to meditate and I'm going to focus on mindfulness. <laughs> and like yeah. if you told them that they'd be like, good job, dude. Like, yeah. okay. <laughs> I, I think that when I'm, when I'm looking at 
the use of, of a distraction, which is essentially what we're talking about, yeah. um, it ought to be something that I genuinely dig. Like this ought to be something that I look forward to. And if that's like the new, I don't know, you know, Spider-Man game or something or, or whatever it is, you know, provided that I, 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 you know, I think depending on the content, that's really important. Right. I mean, if I'm playing a game that, um, has a lot of uh, sexual connotations to it, eh, maybe not so much, right? Mm-hmm. Or something that has a lot of drug references. Okay, I, I mean, I get that. That That's deliberately exposing yourself to triggers, and I, that's unnecessary. But to tell me that you can't play a video game to occupy your time, I mean, come on. Doesn't like, make what sense. Are we, what are we talking about there? It's, so, react, it's reacting to the wrong thing. Right, right. Why, why do you care what the distraction yeah. is so long as they're doing it? And, that, and that's essentially what it is. I mean, I know, <laughs> I know therapy... It has to be like it is in the movies and it's all about, you know, I don't know, people having breakthroughs and stuff. But really, a lot of times it's just, you know, I feel shitty right now and I'm going to do something that makes me feel a little less shitty that's going to get me through the next couple of hours. And that's sometimes as good as we can ask our That's clients. the reality of it. Well, and the reason why is that's because what's normal people do. When we have a downtime, we kind of just deal with it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. not to say uh-huh. that clients aren't normal people. I'm just saying... People who have good coping mechanisms kind of just deal with it, which is what we're asking our clients to do. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. So if we sum this up, um, if we said, obviously, make sure you're scheduling appropriately. Uh, don't have, don't have, you know, like unplanned downtime. Um, attend additional 12-step meetings. Use your emotional, uh, you know, coping regulations, um, and and really plan on this being a time that it's much more likely for things to amp up. And I would say, in addition to that, if you had to like pick times that you're going to be scrutinized more, I think officers who are monitoring, you know, progress of our clients who are in the community, there's no better time than during the holidays. That's kind of when they're expecting things to happen Mm -hmm. and they're going to pay much more attention to it. So aside from that, I mean, what else, what else should clients do or did we get it? They should deal with it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, deal with it. That's that's obvious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Deal with it. Jeff Moore, 2020. Yeah. Merry Christmas. All right. Okay, folks, we'll talk to you soon in our Villains to Victory episode. And thanks for listening to the Gorilla Social Work Podcast with your hosts, Jeff Moore and Mace Warren. We hope you enjoyed our deep dive into all things related to forensic psychotherapy. As always, you can head over to utahsbesttherapy.com to check out our program and check out all the links and resources in the show notes. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, and wherever you prefer to get your listener fix. Please share this episode with your family and friends, and don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star rating, which really helps us out. You guys are awesome. We'd like to stay in chat longer, but we're lying. Good night.